0: SECTION 7 OF THE MYSTERIOUS FORCES OF CIVILIZATION BY ABDUL BAHA Abbas. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG RECORDING BY NICHOLAS JAMES BRIDGEWATER THE MYSTERIOUS FORCES OF CIVILIZATION by Abdul Baha Abbas Translated by Johanna Derwood, Section 7 The dissemination of high thoughts is the motive power in the arteries of this transitory world. Yea, it is the soul of all peoples. Thoughts are infinite as the sea and the ways and manners of life are like embankments and dykes against the waves and not until the sea moves do the waves rise up and cast on shore the pearls of wisdom o brother thou art wholly in essence thought what is the rest of thee but bones and sinews the thoughts of the people should be turned to whatsoever thing is today worthy and deserving of attention and this cannot be done except by means of the most careful explanations of things combined with the clearest proof of statements For the poor people are ignorant of the world, and though no doubt they seek and desire to arrive at prosperity and well-being, they are blinded by the veils of ignorance and remain powerless. Bear in mind what a terrible cause of degradation and of contempt amongst nations is the lack of education. Today, The greatest of all the nations and tribes of the world, so far as population goes, is the Chinese, who number a little over four hundred million souls. That state ought therefore to be most exalted above all states, and that nation the most renowned of all the nations of the world. But the reverse is now the case because of China's deficiency in the sciences and in education, in moral and material civilization, so that she is the weakest and most impotent of all the weak nations and states. Not many years ago, a handful of English soldiers did battle with her, and so completely was china defeated that her capital pekin was conquered by them now supposing the people and state of china were to climb to the level of the highest degree of modern education and were equipped with the arts of civilization all the states on earth might assault her without success and their armies would return to their native countries defeated and powerless. Stranger than this is the story of the Japanese kingdom, which was originally subject to China and under the protection of the Chinese government. A few years ago Japan opened her eyes and studied the methods of progress and civilization of the present day. She encouraged the development of the sciences and common handicrafts, and strove with all her power and capacity to improve her position until she attracted to herself the attention of the whole of humanity and although her population is only about one-sixth yea one-tenth of that of china the power of her government has reached such a pitch that in recent times she waged war against the chinese and at last compelled them to come to terms with japan let it be closely considered accordingly that both governments and people owe their glory and well-being and freedom to education and civilization Hence it is necessary that many schools should be opened in all the cities of Persia, even in the villages and small towns, in order that everyone may in every possible way be encouraged to see that the children be taught reading and writing. If necessary, make this even compulsory, for until the veins and tendons of the nation stir with life, will any study and adoption of improvements be of any avail because the nation is like unto the body, zeal and resolution are like unto the soul, so that the soulless body cannot move. Now, this mighty capacity of enthusiasm is most highly evidenced in the disposition of the Persians. Its motive power is to be the extension of the sphere of education. But there are men. Who believe that it is not necessary and desirable to acquire from other nations these principles of civilization and of progress towards the acme of human prosperity in worldly matters in the laws in the spread of knowledge in the various social betterments and perfectings and that on the contrary it is more fitting and advisable that the government and nation of persia after having studied and examined deeply into the subjects involved should themselves originate the measures that shall lead to success certainly if it were possible to gather together the vigorous intellects and the far-seeing talents of the most eminent men in the country as well as the perseverance and enthusiasm of the most prominent statesmen and the persuasive strength of the most intelligent and competent persons who have knowledge of the great laws governing political affairs and if with united endeavour and steadfastness they were to consider and discuss both the highest general principles and the smallest details then perhaps as the result of fruitful and righteous liberation, there might be a general improvement in some of the national concerns. But the councillors would, in most instances, be obliged to learn from other countries, because during several centuries millions of people lived and died before the elements of modern progress came into existence supposing however we close our eyes to this fact and supposing we wish to attain to a similar degree of progress what would happen firstly many generations would pass away before we could obtain what we desire consider for example that in other kingdoms experiments were made for a long time before steam power was discovered and through it many things have been made easy which were difficult or beyond the abilities of man how many centuries would be required if the use of steam having been abandoned it were attempted to find another force similar to it so that it is better there should be no delay in making use of this power whilst endeavours may continually be made meanwhile to find a possibly greater one in like manner Take the case of the other arts, sciences, handicrafts, and political institutions of proved advantage, which are the outcome of centuries of experiment, and whose general benefit and utility have been demonstrated and manifested in the fame and greatness of states and the comfort and advancement of nations. Is it right that you shall abandon them without any reason and seek other methods of progress? until such new methods come into existence and their substantial utility is evidenced and proved many years must pass and many lives come to an end yet we are in the turning of the same lane the superiority in the civilization of posterity over their ancestors is conditioned by this that they take over the accumulated knowledge of their predecessors and follow in their footsteps in those discoveries which have been tested in former times by the touchstone of experience and by the great benefits of which have been proved besides which they themselves make other discoveries and add them to the store for future generations so it is clear that Whilst posterity takes over the knowledge and follows the example of its ancestors, the special discoveries of the former are unknown to the latter, but this is conditioned by the fact that the posterity must be a people of progress and perfecting, because there have been many descendants who have not possessed a single drop of the infinite ocean of their forefathers' sciences let us reflect a moment we assume that a people is created on earth by the divine power surely now whilst they are here those souls need many things for their renown happiness comfort and peace is it easier for them to acquire such things from the other existing creatures or is it easier entirely to originate whatever they may require for human happiness out of their own heads spreading the items of progress over numberless ages if it be said that the laws and principles and bases of progress towards the highest degrees of civilization which are current in other countries do not suit the conditions and the familiar requirements of the persians and that, therefore, it is necessary that the rulers of the kingdom should strive in Persia itself to inaugurate the reforms which are suitable to the conditions of the country. Let me ask these objectors to explain wherein lies the harmfulness of the reforms in question. Will the condition of the Persians be injured by the reconstruction of the kingdom, the repairing of the roads, The possession of the means of strengthening the weak, quickening the poor, adopting methods of progress for the whole people and the increase of the public wealth, the widening of the domain of education, the regulation of government, the freedom of rights, the safety of life and property, of honour and reputation the harm resulting from other methods is manifest and obvious in every kingdom and not confined to any particular place and all such imaginings come from want of wisdom and of knowledge and poverty of thought yea most of those who are opposed and bitter against these agreements concealing in truth their selfishness behind the veils of futile words and openly making speeches which have no connection whatever with what lurks in their hearts such persons disturb the minds of the weak o people love persia purify and sanctify your hearts which is a divine trust from the pollution of self-conceit adorning them with the crown of sincerity and harmony in order that the sacred glory and eternal majesty of so resplendent a nation may dawn and be revealed in the orient of prosperity an end will soon come to these few days of earthly life which are disappearing as the shadow make every effort and strive to obtain for yourselves the favour and help of the Lord of Unity so as to leave behind you a name of goodness and a tale of favourable mention in the hearts and on the tongues of your successors as it is written and create for me a truthful tongue in the last days Blessed is a man who forgets his own good self-interest Like the beloved ones of the threshold of God And throws the ball of resolution Onto the race ground of the common interest Thus by the divine bounty And heavenly assistance He will cause this glorious nation Again to attain the zenith of its former grandeur And these desolate regions To become refreshed by new life so that as the nature renewing spring he will give to the trees of human souls the holy blessings of spiritual leaves flowers and fruits the end end of section 7 end of the mysterious forces of civilization by abdul bahá abbás translated by johanna de wood read by nicholas james bridgewater